Hey friends, Ashton here to welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. How we doing this morning? Um, I've got the Camp for Coffee poured. Autumn is starting to do her thing in the air, and uh, all is well. All is well. I, uh, I wanted to follow up today with um, another little ditty uh, following up from last week's episode called It Can Stop. Um, a friend of mine said, hey, I enjoyed that, uh, but maybe we need to peel the onion back a little bit um, to get to the origination of where all of those overwhelming, obsessive, complicated, chaotic thoughts originate from when we talk about it can stop, they can stop. So if you weren't here last week, uh, go ahead and just hit stop now and go back to the last one. Because uh, today is a little bit of a follow-up. And so that last episode was called It Can Stop. It was just about the narrative of our lives, the stories we tell ourselves. Um, there is a way to navigate the world where we do not have to have all that unnecessary jargled, jarbled space of words happening within our minds. Um, but where does all that talking come from? Where does all where do all of those uncontrollable chaotic thoughts originate from? Um, some of you may have heard this before. Uh, the the there's this conversation that comes up in spiritual circles about the three P's. The three P's being power, prestige, and possessions. Power, prestige, and possessions. The false self, if not. The false self, if, if not uh, kept in check, uh, if not uh, seen, uh, it has an unquenchable thirst for power, prestige, and possessions. Because, you know, with those things, uh, with power, prestige, and possessions, comes um, a whole buffet of uh, sides that, that, that complement the three Ps. Uh, there, there's notoriety. Um, there is attention. You know, you know, there's being noticed, being seen, being talked about, being retweeted, if you will. Um, but, but at the end, like if you really follow the P's to, to where they, they take you, at some point you arrive at this conversation that it's, it's all about control, right? Perceived control, if you will. The three P's, here we go. See, now now we're ginning because we're connecting dots in real time. The three P's get you the illusion of perceived control, power, prestige, and possessions. And when you're stuck in it, you, you don't notice the illusion. You mistake it for the truth. If I get this, right? If I have that, if I get this, and I have that, and I can do that, um, I will finally be fulfilled. But how many of us, every single one of us here today, if we gathered around, went around the room and said, hey, tell me, <clears throat> did you ever get some power? Did you ever get some possessions? Did you ever get some prestige? Uh, immediately, it's not the light that you bring up. It's probably the darkness that they brought with it. Now, that's not to say, again, that is not to say that there are uh, some people with a lot of power 
that beautifully navigate that in the world. There are some people with worlds of prestige and possessions that beautifully live open-handed lives. It, 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 they, but they do that powered by the true self. They have been able to check that false self. And they begin to murmur things like, no longer I, no longer I. The grain of wheat, it dies, right? And that's the false self that we're talking about. That thing goes away so that another, uh, so that the true thing may emerge. And so I wanted to put that caveat out there that, again, the world of the false self, power, prestige, and possessions. We, we don't want to just discard those and, and say anybody that has power, prestige, and possessions is, is stuck in the false self and they are not doing good things in the world. Absolutely not. It's just when you've got to be able to remember to, to be in both worlds, the true self and the false self, in tandem. And just make sure that the light shines through. If you got some power, make sure the true light's shining through. If you got some prestige, let's make sure the true light's shining through. Some, some possessions, make sure the true light is shining through. But again, back, back to the reason why it starts the chatter in our minds is because we think we then have perceived control. And every single one of us knows every year after 35, for me it was 29, but I, I started to see that the dialogue begin with my friends around 35. Every year after 35, you realize, hey, I'm not in control. And so it's perceived control that we have to step out of. It's always an illusion that you think you can be the Wizard of Oz of your life, pulling this, doing that getting a little more, more power to do that, a little bit more prestige, turn up the volume on the possessions a bit, and you get this feeling that your outer world you can control. But you know what? You can't. And so that is where the world of the demands, the unquenchable thirst starts happening in the psyche of the false self. And when we are not aware of how loud the, the clanging of some of those false self-demands can be. And it's always urgent. It's always, i, I got to have it right now. It's, it's always a very urgent uh, dialogue. If, if there's urgency in your thinking, that's a great place to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Can, can this stop? And so what happens is we start living our lives in a frenzied energy. We go from point A to point B. We quote-unquote become everything to everybody. Because we think we can be everything to everybody. The, the false self will convince you of that. And so your life becomes chaotic and complicated. And so as last episode we said it can stop, you guys know I'm a bit of a one-trick pony when it comes to this conversation, uh, or I guess a two-trick pony. The, the, the remedy is simple and quiet. So the red flags are frenzied thinking, unclear thinking, overwhelming, chaotic, unstoppable thinking. You, you, you've... 
you've lived yourself into that frenzy. And remember, we will never think our way. You know, Father Richard says this. We, we will never think our ways into new ways of being. We will, we will always live our self into new ways of being. You can't think your way into this thing. You live. You live through it. And that's what the false self in the mind will always convince you. It, it will say, hey, you can think your way out of this. That's false self-thinking. Think your way out of this. True self-thinking, I can live my way through this. I've been reading Rick Rubin lately. Uh, You know, the famous musical producer. Um, He's got this book out that's called uh, The Creative Act. And um, in reading this, I I thought this this was a perfect perfect way to talk about living through instead of thinking your way out of something, living through something. He says this, he says, this practice of never assuming an experience you have is the whole story will support you in a life of open possibility and equanimity. When we obsessively focus on these events, they may appear catastrophic, but they are just a small aspect of a larger life. And the further you zoom back, the smaller each experience becomes. And here it is. Here's the juice. Zoom in and obsess. Zoom out and observe. We get to choose. So there it is. I mean, it, 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 I, I couldn't have found better language than that right there. Do you feel like you are so zoomed in in every nook and cranny of your life that it's become obsession? It feels so tight. The the room, there's so many people and faces and places and things and furniture and things are clunky. And it, you, you got to get some minimalistic approach to your life. You've got to be able to zoom out and see it for what it is. When we are zoomed in, we're obsessing. When we are zoomed out, we can observe. And that's the beautiful thing to realize is that you actually have this choice. And I think that maybe this conversation today should be called There's Nothing to Lose. There's nothing to lose. The true self knows there's nothing to lose. The true self cannot be offended. The true self does not have to be defended. It has no power, prestige, and possessions because it knows it's when I'm weak, I'm strong. It knows that it can channel the power from the divine, from the source itself. You know, I love one of those things that uh, one of the divine lines from the scriptures of everything I have is yours and you are always with me. Everything I have is yours, and you are always with me. That is a mantra that the true self reminds itself. Everything I have, everything I have. And so are you zoomed in and obsessed? If so, you probably have a lot to lose. A lot of power, perceived power, perceived possessions, perceived prestige. But when you zoom out, 
you can start to see it for what it really is. And so that's how it can stop. I think we got that a little bit last week, but when there's nothing to lose, it stops. When there's nothing to lose, it stops. And so if you think you got to go climb the ladder, as Thomas Merton says, you can spend your entire life climbing the ladder of success, all to find that it's just been leaning on the wrong wall the whole time. A wall called power, prestige, and possessions. But what if you got nothing to lose? Nothing to protect? <laughs> you know, love needs no protection. Peace doesn't either. Patience doesn't either. Kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Like, these these ways of being in the world. I promise you they're easy. As you get to know them, as you start to walk with them, as they become the instruments of the music that you are, I promise you, they fit all of us. They fit all of us. You, you, you just got to learn how to walk and waltz with them. It's a little bit of walk. It's a little bit of waltz. I figured I'd close today with Rumi as, as we navigate this conversation of the chatter stops when there's nothing to lose. He's got this poem, and uh, it's called Hoping to Be More Alive. He says, you are an ocean in a drop of dew. How good is that? You are an ocean in a drop of dew. All the universes in a thin sack of blood. What are these pleasures then? These joys? These worlds you keep reaching for? Hoping they will make you feel more alive. <laughs> You are an ocean in a drop of dew. All the universe is in a thin sack of blood. What are these pleasures then? These joys? These power, prestiges, and possessions? These worlds you keep reaching for? Hoping they will make you feel more alive. Friends, you are an ocean in a drop of dew. And that is good news. You do not have to leave yourself to find that which you are looking for. I believe it was St. Francis that said, you know, the, 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 the thing that you are already uh, looking for is where you are looking from. <laughs> Parentheses, it's an inside job. So as you walk in your life this week, as you navigate the world of form and experience the power and the prestige and the possessions and the myriads of form that the false self 
can be worn well and can be camouflaged into illusion. May you remember that there is nothing to lose. That there is nothing to lose. That the entire universe that you long to experience, being itself, connection with the divine, it is actually already happening within you. Sometimes you just have to zoom out because you've been constantly zoomed in. And when you zoom out, you realize that none of these forms could ever make you feel more alive than that thing that's already beating within your chest and glowing your soul within. Namaste. Till next time.